0: Welcome to Pretty Scary with your hosts,
1: Caitlin, Cut, Gary, Martin, and Matt Tupper. Hey, everybody! Mm-hmm. Welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty scary boo. It took me a little longer to say it this time because uh-huh. I want people to get used to waiting longer for things they love.
0: See what I did there? Oh, I didn't respond
1: right away. Oh, yeah. that That's yeah. like the old how do you keep an idiot in suspense joke.
0: Yeah, I fall for that a lot. That joke.
1: Yeah, it's a classic. I, I get, it's it's, a, it's classic. a good one.
0: It's a good one. Um, yeah, I think people should really like uh, spiritually prepare themselves for waiting <laughs>
1: The waiting is the hardest part, to quote a American philosopher. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I'm Adam Todd Brown.
0: Uh, actually, good point. I am Caitlin Cutt.
1: Another thing you had to wait for, us to say our names.
0: Planned it. We and the planned reason, that too.
1: The reason we're putting you through all of this excruciating wait time yep. is because we're kind of changing course this episode. And uh, talking about something that's scary in a different way, which is the global supply chain crisis. Oh man,
0: I, I feel like this is scary in the realest way. <laughs> like this is like when we covered the sarin gas episode. <laughs> yeah, this is this is actually not good. Like this is not a hypothetical. This is something that's happening, and we're gonna highlight the ways it could snowball. And affect literally every single person on the planet. There's nobody who gets out of this.
1: What's interesting is it's one of those things where, especially if you're living where Caitlin and I live in in this general area, you can go see this happening in real time. Yeah, it's spooky. Like the the port of Los Angeles and Long Beach both look like parking lots. There's just shipping boats just waiting.
0: I will go... uh, start today because uh, I can do this. Uh, I will go take a couple screen, like a couple shots of what it looks like outside, like the water outside of my our city, so people can see it. Because I feel like the rest of the, I feel like people who live, especially in the South Bay of California, this has been a reality that has like unconsciously been building simply because we have slowly watched it get worse and worse just offshore. Yeah. Um but I I mean if you're landlocked and you're not near the ocean I could see how this is a pretty abstract issue. For us it's very literal and I'll I'll take a photo of it today so everybody can kind of see what it looks like where we are.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty concerning to look out there and not just to to see it but to know what is the cause of it and what's actually happening, which is those aren't just boats, they're boats with a bunch of stuff on them that people in the United States had purchased and are expecting to be delivered to them. And for so many reasons, that stuff just cannot be delivered right now. Uh -uh. And what's scary about it is like, we're not going to just be totally without food or products. No. But the things we run the risk of running out of like medication in some cases, like that's where it's going to get really dicey. And also we might not eat that well. For the next few months. I,
0: I mean, don't think we're going to, I think, I mean, you know, we taught, we discussed this as an episode, we discussed this as an episode possibility. And I, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I've been following this story now for six months and it is not getting better. And only recently our major outlets like the Atlantic and the New York times making this a bigger issue um, I think Christmas is gonna be weird this year
1: yeah I've already I have a very small circle that I have to buy Christmas gifts for uh, unless I buy all the host Christmas gifts again like I did last year
0: why don't worry about it man yeah
1: it, it seems like it'll be more of a hassle this year.
0: Let's let's just chill.
1: I'll fucking, let's just. I'll email everyone gift cards or something.
0: That's what everybody actually wants anyway, so that's great.
1: Well, I tried to be all personal about it last year.
0: I know, and I love that about you. Mm. Anyway, but <laughs> I think. I, yeah, I I've think already that, started
1: Christmas shopping.
0: I think everybody should start Christmas shopping, um, and also maybe consider uh, every year there's this push to buy local. I really want to strongly consider ask everybody that they consider buying locally this year because the Christmas and we'll we'll this picture will start to build a little bit more clearly for everybody listening but we're already in a shipping crisis and we are coming up on the busiest purchasing season of the year right so there's no way where this doesn't get worse in some ways very specifically uh yeah especially
1: especially during Christmas
0: well we're here I mean Listen, the day after Halloween, it's holiday gift-buying season. Like it's basically
1: Christmas then.
0: It's off to the races. So just putting it out there, everybody. You might want to get this over with now. Deals be damned, because I don't think if you order anything on Black Friday, I I don't know that it's going to get to you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's the thing. Even if you're ordering it from within the United States.
0: Anything that is that you're ordering that has to be drop shipped is going to be late. So that's just like a just consider that if you are a business owner, um, thoughts and prayers. (laughs) I have I have a friend. Yeah, I have a friend who owns a wholesale LED light company and he is like panicking right now. Because oh, I bet. it's just yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's let's yeah, We're I, talking
1: around it. I'm not really the kind of small business that is impacted by this, but even like after COVID started, microphones and webcams, which are pretty essential to how we record now, right, became really hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. So it, so, can, it can impact anyone, even the coolest among us, like me,
0: like you, specifically you, yeah, not you, me, but you.
1: So take that into account, people at home. If it can impact this guy, Mm -hmm. it's coming for you for sure. Coming for you. So yeah, the, the most obvious reason this is happening is COVID, but the issue actually predates that by a little bit. It started back with Trump's trade war with China. That created a bunch of volatility in the supply chain and put stress on logistics. And then COVID happened. And that's when the bottom really fell out in terms of demand for goods when it comes to the impact covid has had on the supply chain the specific reasons vary from product to product like we'll get into some products at the end of this that it's just like i read one quote about this it was from someone who produces pork and he was like whatever you're talking about somewhere it's going wrong like wow. that's that's the the situation most industries are in
0: one thing right that now. i want to say way up top is if you are a person who needs baby formula right now, go buy baby formula. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just putting that out there period. Like also it's always good to have extra baby formula. It's super fucking expensive. And I know that, but as somebody who's been out of baby formula before, it's not the business. But
1: also don't hoard it. Like buy enough for what you'll need, but don't buy enough that you'll have enough for a hundred months because this isn't going to last that long.
0: It will not last that long. It's just going to really put a damper on the holidays.
1: Yeah, it's just going to suck while it's happening.
0: There's no way it won't on some level. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So, yeah, another example is rental cars. When COVID started and travel dropped off, rental car companies sold off a bunch of their cars to make up for that lost revenue thinking, well, when COVID's over, we'll just buy cars back and it'll be business as usual. And then, uh, one, COVID's not over, but when it uh, was under control to the point that people were comfortable traveling again, there were no cars for uh, rental car places to buy. And the reason for that is because of semiconductors, which are a thing most cars need to operate, and a lot of electronics in general. Uh, That shortage happened because of... Plants that make semiconductors in Asia having to shut down for COVID. Because
0: of COVID, yeah.
1: And China has gotten super duper aggressive when it comes to trying to keep COVID from spreading, especially when the Delta variant started. And they're to the point now where, if like, there's one example where I think one person came down with the Delta variant and they shut down like a whole port and sent everyone home which on the one hand good but also it's going to make it hard for us to get wigs for the next few months among other things and god damn it i don't that's not a world i want to live in no a wigless world you know what I-, I would think is the most underrated thing right now that is in short supply that people don't realize white huh. Babies. Because of our relationship with Russia, uh, we passed this thing called the Magnitsky Act, which uh put a bunch of sanctions on Russia. And in response to that, they shut down our supply of babies from Russia. And that has become like one of the big sticking points in that whole debacle, is we're like,
0: come on! Give us our Russian babies.
1: Give us
0: white babies. That's dark.
1: But we're not getting them. And COVID's probably just gonna make that worse because now so we don't have the shipping here. containers to send them over.
0: Well there's yeah, well uh, to to take it to a much darker level, this is if you've watched The Wire, I thought a lot about the people that they ship over in these shipping containers. <laughs> uh for sex trade operations that are possibly on these boats. That's yeah. not fake, that's not an exaggeration. I think about that all the time. There's there are people that are shipped all the time. I just I don't know what that looks like right now for them.
1: Yeah. It That's, stands to reason that with all those boats oh, yeah. out there in those ports, there's probably some people on them. Ugh.
0: Oh, 100%. And then, of course, beyond the more nefarious way of having this conversation, there's the crew
1: members who are stuck on these boats. Yeah, that I was wondering about. Are they, they just have not, to live there? Huh? They're not
0: doing great. It's not, I mean, it's too much to cover here, but I've read a couple different articles about how it's like, it's not great, but.
1: You like, would think they could just get helicoptered off or something, but I guess not. No,
0: they have to be there. They're like It's a giant floating factory. You can't just, like, shut the whole thing down. Some of them have, like, refrigeration processes that they have to maintain, and it's like, and you're just not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's bleak.
0: Yeah, can you imagine being that close to shore?
1: That reminds me of that cruise ship that had the big COVID outbreak right in the beginning of COVID. Like, at one point, it was the second biggest hot spot for covid in the world. And if you watch the documentary about that, that outbreak happened the night before they were supposed to leave. So, you're and I don't care yeah. how much you're enjoying vacation. Eventually no, you're going to be like, I want to go home.
0: Well, first of all, being on a cruise is my personal worst version of a vacation. Yeah, I've I, never I, been I on would, one. I would rather go on an RV and I don't like doing that either. But um, because you're, I've said this before on the show, you're in a floating mall. Like there's, right. I, I don't underst- I, the problem I is understand. I can understand if, if you so yeah, but minus the stores, you're just there with all the people that go to the mall. Mm. You're, uh, you're in a, a good mall point. with mall people. Right. And mall walkers, <laughs> because there's a <laughs> lot of old, like I get why older people want to do it. I totally understand the the value of that. But as far as being like a young person, I don't, I maybe like the 3 day party cruise maybe but well i've thought anyway. about
1: an alaskan cruise that that feels like a quick shot from california up to alaska
0: i completely agree i also think one of those like european river cruises sounds pretty cool except sure. you're basically on a boat with everybody who invented the purge which seems like a downside
1: yeah uh i just don't want to go out into like pirate territory on a cruise ship anything like no. once you get too far out into the ocean again outer space of earth I want nothing no, to do with ocean's it. Ocean's evil. Yeah,
0: it's not great. Um, but yeah, I getting caught on a cruise ship for an indefinite period of time would would undo some of the way I operate psychologically.
1: <laughs> like I, I would yeah. not. Do and that's well a cruise that ship. That's a cruise ship. Imagine yeah, being stuck on These fucking shipping tankers. So yeah, it's uh, it's bad. It's bad living on a, a cruise ship, and it's probably even worse living on a shipping ship a cargo ship is that the right word for it yeah i feel like i've been struggling for for those words
0: should we tell everybody that we're recording this at 8 30 in the morning
1: (laughs) 8 30 in the morning while i'm i'm sick with stomach issues that uh i'm just are making it hard for me to focus
0: but uh but you did it
1: we're doing it we're doing we're we're here. here so let's talk about another thing that cool. is impacting our supply chain, which is labor shortages. The reason Darn. the L.A. and Long Beach ports look like parking lots right now is because there aren't enough dock workers to unload ships. And even if there were, there aren't enough truck drivers to haul stuff away. Why, Adam? Because of COVID, Caitlin. When, when we
0: say because of COVID, what are we saying?
1: What What do you mean?
0: Are we possibly saying that people may or may not have died from COVID and that may or may not have been creating a huge hole in our labor market?
1: Yeah, that's that's one thing. It's it's a combination of that and people not wanting to work while COVID is still a thing, people not wanting to deal with customers during COVID because they know they're going to be the ones enforcing mask mandates. Like, we've made so much of our workforce cops basically now who yeah. have to enforce COVID rules on people and it's necessary and also horribly unfair. Like, yeah, that should be a job. There should They're be a, also,
0: there should getting be a COVID. COVID
1: bouncer at the door of every business like that.
0: 100%. Like just some dude named bear. Yeah. 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 Like, that's what I would do. If I were a business owner, I'd be like, this is my friend Hodor. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah. He's checking your vax card. You fucking lunatic. Put your mask on.
1: Yeah, so like labor shortages are happening everywhere, and yeah, part of that is definitely because six hundred thousand of us or so have died over the last eighteen months. That's gonna that's gonna impact the the work
0: I think we're much higher than that now at this point. Actually, sadly as sad as that sounds, but we'll we'll get to that. We can yeah, I'm talk sure about that on a different show, but. Anyway, I just want to highlight, I feel like a lot of, I listen to a lot of news outlets talking, you know, we're talking about this quote unquote labor shortage and it's like, well, let's think it's important to name where that's where, where the, the hole in the boat is, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, people don't want to risk their lives so you can get your fucking soap or whatever. Like I get it. I get it. It makes sense to me.
1: And the thing about a truck driver job, it's not like, that's not a fast food job. You can't show up to that and be like, hey, I'll take this job. Like you have to have, there's licenses you have to get training. So it's a thing that'll probably work itself out. Like if I had no other options, I I would for sure go get a CDL license and drive a truck because that's almost like not having a boss. Like you can commit uh, serial murders on the clock oh, yeah. like all kinds of things all kinds of benefits lots of perks
0: podcasts lots of podcasts yeah you
1: can podcast behind the wheel take all the meth you want like it's, it's like that's like vitamins when you're a truck driver it's amazing so yeah these are these are jobs that will be filled it's just going to take a while and then yep. it still doesn't speak to like restaurant workers retail workers, because these people at least don't have to deal with like fighting off angry mask mandate hordes. No. So these jobs will get filled. It's just they're not going to get filled that quick and we're going to suffer while they're not being filled.
0: Yeah. And the other thing to note is that if our if these people are trying to get the right credential systems, a lot of these city jobs, a lot of these city administrative processes are also slowed down. Right. It's it ha- it's it's touching every single piece of society at this point now.
1: And what it's also leading to is obviously in a situation like this, if you have more money, your access to these things is going to be much greater than uh, yeah. it is for others. So take Walmart, for example, with this trucker shortage, they are doing a thing now where they're going to hire 500 truck drivers and make them permanent salaried employees, and they're going to pay them a pretty decent salary. Smart. That's what
0: I would do at that point Yeah, if I were
1: Walmart. It's smart of them. And what it's going to do is take drivers out of the pool of what they normally call for hire drivers, which is what small businesses tend to rely on because they can't afford to hire a full-time truck driver for their business like Walmart can. So that pool of workers is gonna decrease, which means shipping issues will get a lot harder for small businesses. While businesses like Walmart will be fine, Amazon will just have like people off the street drive packages around in their own personal cars and then shoot them in the back of the head if something <laughs> goes wrong. So they're they're gonna be fine. But like that, I'm surprised Walmart is taking such an ethical route to solve this problem because it really is. That's not bad. Like giving these drivers a full-time job. No, it's not. I actually,
0: I think Walmart is, they still are under the self-delusion that they're good for America on some level. It feels like to me, I remember in the early two thousands, Walmart was the big baddie that everybody was angry at. And then Amazon blew up and nobody's really like coming at Walmart anymore. Um, and so they're kind of like, Oh, like, is it over? If so if we just do good things now we're just better than Amazon no matter what and it's like and the truth is Walmart's provide economies for small towns all the time they did yes. it by wiping out small businesses across the country which is terrible but Amazon not not the same thing Amazon. the fulfillment centers are horrifying
1: yeah Amazon will kidnap people to deliver their packages <laughs> if they need to at least Walmart pretends and here's the thing I know it doesn't sound logical, but when you compare it to Amazon, going to Walmart is a little closer to shopping local, if only oh, yeah. because you're helping keep the people who work at that Walmart employed. employed.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree.
1: So Walmart, I, I, I would have... argue Walmart is the better option. It Amazon. is. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. Like imagine the,
1: being a shitty enough company that you out evil Walmart. That's crazy.
0: It is crazy because I hadn't really thought about this before, but I mean, I, I know a lot of our listeners are really a lot younger than us. Um, uh, but if you are somewhat near us, um, there was a period where it was like they were the evil empire. Like, oh, yeah. Like every, basically how people talk about Amazon now, that was Walmart. So it's funny to see Walmart kind of... <laughs> come make or make the rounds. And, you know, it's just interesting.
1: Let's talk about another thing that's cool. uh, being impacted by supply chain issues, more by COVID, but uh, available daycare is oh a God. huge problem. Now it was a problem oh. before COVID and COVID just kind of made it clear how much of a problem it was, which COVID did that with a lot of things. And now it's even worse because who wants to watch someone's kid during COVID? Like you're just inviting potential COVID carriers into your house. So a lot of people just quit doing it.
0: It's so hard for those businesses to operate during COVID because if there is an outbreak, they have to shut down for like two weeks. Yeah, it's gnarly. I feel very lucky that we were able to find a place. But then again, we're in California and I feel like California is Different conversation in some ways than other places. Yeah, for for a lot of this, actually. Yeah. You know, um, it's a nightmare. Being a parent during COVID has been. It feels. It feels like putting every setting on hard. Like, it's just been really, really. I feel like I've aged fifteen years in the last year and a half.
1: Yeah, I imagine a lot of parents uh, dealing with young children feel that way, or just kids. Of it, like any.
0: Any, kid. any school it's, age
1: kid right now.
0: Um, it's not easy for any parent that has a kid in school and it's not easy for any kid that is in school. It's just not. And yeah. I think kids are resilient. I I do think the concern about them. The, okay. There are families that depend on public schooling in ways that I don't. And that is where the impact is, is really devastating and sad. But as yeah. far as the learning is concerned, give me a fucking break. Like I, that stuff is stupid. Uh, I think that all the kids should just be put on pass fail for forever. In my opinion, like yeah. I, I think the grading system is one of the most biggest shame factories that has ever been devised. Um, but it, what's sad is the kids that depend on food at school and things like that. Yeah, that's been really really tough.
1: Yeah, another thing that has impacted the supply chain recently is all the storms we've been getting <laughs> in the United States
0: just really it really feels like the bill has come due doesn't it (laughs) It,
1: uh, yeah this is this is what they talk about
0: between the weather and the wild boars and covid it's like
1: who knew that was going to be our plague wild boars by
0: the way thank you to everybody who is sending me instagram sending us instagram updates of the wild the local wild boar news i just want you to please keep sending that our way i will repost immediately it's it's fascinating and sad.
1: It, yeah, it's crazy. And these storms are crazy. And the thing about these storms is even when COVID is under control and things are back to whatever normal is, then climate change is going to make these storms a more regular thing. So we're going to have intermittent supply issues just going forward. You, you see it with gas all the time, where yeah. an oil refinery will get taken offline during a hurricane. And next thing you know, gas is like 50 cents cheaper. Or 50 cents more expensive for
0: a few weeks. Well, and also we've got major states in this country, Texas, that are relying on grids that are basically held together by a wish and a prayer at this point. Like, they are not dependable power grids. I don't, and it's just going to get worse. I I don't, unless they think of something else, which is totally possible, which they won't do for until they have to, um, these power grid issues are going to create supply chain problems into the future. Like Adam is saying, there's no question.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's also a shortage of shipping containers, which obviously <laughs> causes problems. Average price for a Chinese-made 40-foot shipping container is around $6,000 currently. It was 3000 in 2018. Uh, imagine, if you will, people at home, your rent was $1,000 a mere five short years ago, and now it's $3,000. Do you hey. feel like you've made enough... Uh, Increase in your wages over the past five years to accommodate for an increase that's like that. That's what's
0: happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what's happened to everyone you buy Period. goods from, basically. Yeah. Because also with the shortage of truck drivers, shipping stuff uh, within the country, domestically, as the, the elite calls it, that's also way more expensive now. Should we buy a truck? Yes. Can we buy a truck?
0: Sure. I, two, this is the second, third job. One is our restaurant.
1: Right. Pretty scary
0: boo foods, right?
1: Right. Featuring surprise chicken every Wednesday night Mm -hmm. or is it Thursday night? Who knows? It's
0: a surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, wild boar lobbyists. That's something you and I could start today. Right. Third is just buying one rogue shipping truck that we rent out to local businesses.
1: That is a thing Amazon does. If you want to ship for them, they'll buy you a truck and you can just drive it around and ship Amazon packages. It's going to have 1,800 surveillance cameras on it. One of them probably follows you into your house somehow. But yeah, so there's no reason we can't do that. Let's just buy some trucks and put people in them.
0: I'm going to get right on that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No problem. And yeah, none of this is expected to get any better anytime (laughs) soon. Like deep into next year in some cases. Yeah. So... Bad times. Here's the part that's hard to talk about. Not not like personally hard to talk about. It doesn't choke me up. But it's really hard to make the financial impact of this sound interesting or mm-hmm. make it hit home for anyone. Obviously, a lot of the things you buy are going to get more expensive. And that's that's the main thing you need to know. All of the ramifications of that kind of trickle up to the really big numbers like GDP that we know is important. But How? Mm-hmm. Magnets. Just, How do they work? Right.
0: Right now, we're all stressed out, so it's yeah. like I think that's the other thing to bring up here is that, and I've I've been considering this here for several weeks now, but everybody is at their limit right now. Nobody is not at their limit. Yeah. Nobody. Like emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, and in many cases, financially. And what's going to be annoying about this is that it. it well what will be hard about this is that it's, it's like the last thing we need is kind of how this is going to feel. Yeah. And I think it's going to get under everybody's skin. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have like trucker strikes near Christmas and things like that. Like I, with, with what we're seeing here, I, you know.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing in a lot of industries, we need strikes. Yeah. Like, South Korea just had a general strike. That's when everyone who works is like, nope, not ah. today. Mm-hmm. And I could, yeah, I could see that happening here. I could see police strikes happening. Uh, both well, nurse strikes. Yeah, both like of the picketing sort and police just. Striking people uh, mm, in public while off duty—I uh, mm. mean, that happens now. Mm. But yeah, the the financial part of this—it's—it's it's just, it's just going to get more expensive, and our economy is not going to be as good, and the job market will probably suffer. Which is ironic because there's a labor shortage. But it depends on what kind of job you're looking yeah, for. Yeah,
0: I am so annoyed hearing about this labor shortage. It's like t- we need to. Yeah, there are a lot of shitty jobs open. No kidding, but they're poverty wage jobs in an economy that's inflating and inflating. And these companies are refusing to pay people more. So yeah, those jobs are not going to be filled. I don't know what to tell you.
1: They're not only refusing to pay more, but they're also, there was just an episode of the only other podcast I listened to, which is the indicator from Planet Money because my wife listens to it in the car. So whenever I'm in the car with her, I listen to it. There are fast food companies now that are trying to make people sign no compete. Clauses, meaning if you quit your shitty fast food job at McDonald's, you can't go work at Burger King for another year because they have non-compete clauses in place. Instead of just saying, hey, you want $20 an hour to work here, which would be the ethical and reasonable thing to do. But everything about this country is so beholden to investors and shareholders and corporate interests that doing it that way is going to require government intervention that's probably never going to happen. And it's So, so yeah, like that puts you in a really bad spot because you can't, once you have a job, it's hard to look for another job for one thing. So it's easy to tell someone who was, I don't know, working an office job before COVID. It's really easy to say to them, all right, well now go work at Burger King because at least it's a job asshole. And like, once you get in that position, it's really hard to find another job. Like while you're working another job, like it it puts people in a really tough spot.
0: There's, I I have a friend who's a hiring manager for a really large bank. And anytime I'm looking for a new job, he says it's for every $10,000 you want to make, it's a month. That's going to take, it's going to take you that much longer to find another job. So yeah. if you want to make go find, I mean, then that's a crazy thing to think about. And like even here in California, if you're making $60,000 a year, you're barely getting by. You're right, barely, barely, barely getting by. And that's not an exaggeration.
1: Yeah. It, there was an article that came out a few years ago that said, if you're single and living in Los Angeles, you have to make around $100,000 a year to be comfortable. Like,
0: yeah, to live alone.
1: Yeah. You could still and, live alone for less, but it's going to be a struggle.
0: Yeah, you're 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 eating pasta every night. Like that's for sure. Otherwise it's just it's insane.
1: Yeah. So as you'd expect, these supply chain issues are leading to grocery stores with empty shelves again. The difference though is this time around, it's not because of people hoarding toilet paper and things of the like. Now it's retailers who are panic ordering to compensate for supply chain issues. This is a quote from Jonathan Savoy CEO of supply chain technology firm Quincus. Ever used them for your supply chain needs? Weekly. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, I have the monthly recurring subscription.
0: Yeah, you get the box. The, yeah, the, the, the Quincus box.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just,
0: Here's you open it up and it's just filled with paper clips. You're like, check. <laughs> nice,
1: needed these. Nice. <laughs> Here's, here's a quote from that weirdo. Suddenly, retailers and manufacturers are over-ordering because of these supply chain issues, and that's just leading to essentially an even worse scenario. This is one of those things where I think people are like, well, yeah, everyone else is doing it. So if I do it, like what's one more person? And it's like, that's what every one of you are thinking.
0: Yeah. Is, this is not a we're switching to paper straws situation. No, this
1: this is a real problem. And it's causing something called a bullwhip effect, which that sounds exactly. cool.
0: That's kind of hot.
1: Yeah, that's a term that describes how small changes in demand at the retail level causes more demand at all levels of the supply chain, which is well, what we're put, seeing right now.
0: You put it that way, it's a lot less sexy. Yeah. how just had to say it. Not it's nearly really as
1: hot. Burst that bubble. And this is, yeah, this is one of those things you'd hope people would be not dumb enough to understand that, well, if there's a shortage, don't go order and weigh more stuff. That's just going to lead to more shortages. But people don't people don't people don't get that here's an example that, that's
0: that's what i was getting at is everyone's at their limit yeah so it's like to be like all right if you could just please continue to move forward in a calm timely fashion towards through this quote unquote unprecedented time that'd be great it's like that's not Happening. It's asking we don't, a lot. I, I, The other morning, I put the wrong shoes, like, um, I put the shoes on, my son's shoes on the wrong foot the other morning. I didn't even realize it. That's where we're, that's where all parents are at right now. Like, yeah. and Jack was like, mom, this feels weird. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, and I turn around, I'm like, oh, that's on mommy. Don't talk to me that way, boy. Well, sometimes he's a little snappy. I don't know where he gets it. Yeah,
1: just put his shoes on the wrong feet. That'll, yeah. that'll learn him.
0: Yeah. Was, Go get another pair of shoes out of that quickest box that we ordered. <laughs>
1: Here's a quote. This is an example of what's happening with retailers right now. This is a quote from uh, Adnan Durrani, who is the CEO of Saffron Road, a company that makes not, frozen meals. Not the subject of cereal, correct? Different Adnan. Different what? No, don't worry. Oh, about se- it. okay. On. You mean the podcast. I was Not like, a, ce- what cereal, <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm, Everyone's at their I mean, limit. Go Cereal, on. <laughs> I'm listening. I do like it, but.
0: I, I do like cereal. Yeah,
1: okay. It's great. So we, we were Adnan talking about cereal. the podcast. No, different Adnan.
0: Okay, if you say so.
1: And uh, yeah, they make frozen meals. He normally has uh, inventory on hand for like one or two months. Now he's got inventory on hand for four months. And here's a quote from him. People are hoarding. What I think you'll see over the next six months, all prices will go higher it's like, what the fuck do you mean people are hoarding? You're hoarding. That was him talking to CNBC, by the way. People. will we'll link to the And by article.
0: people, I do not mean me. Right. I am the justified hoarder.
1: I need this to make my frozen meals. I don't
0: it's know like, what's going on with these yahoos, but I got to make 50,000 turkey tetrazinis manana.
1: I've never had turkey tetrazini. I don't even so know what it good. is.
0: It's really good. It's, it was my favorite Stouffer's meal frozen meal as a kid Interesting. i, I, I was raised exclusively on frozen foods <laughs> oh yeah so yeah. i have like a whole menu of foods that i could recommend to people
1: so let's talk about some things we're gonna be without yeah let's make it tangible yes. for our
0: friends adam okay, one let's thing bring it
1: down to earth one thing we've already talked about food especially dairy dairy is getting really hard to come by that's
0: fine honestly we probably shouldn't be eating this much dairy anyway
1: yeah, I mean, I fucks with a cheese. I like cheese. Oh,
0: yeah. I love my Kraft Single Squares snacks. Oh,
1: yeah, we recently over-purchased Kraft Singles on accident, and I'm not mad no at such it thing at all.
0: No such yeah. thing.
1: They, they're good for approximately 24 months in the refrigerator. Yeah. They make a great standalone snack. The Quick best, snack. The best grilled cheese. The
0: mm. only grilled cheese that matters. And it, Remember when everybody... Those,
1: they're one of those rare products where you don't buy the generic. It literally will not be as good craft uh-uh. singles are significantly better than store brand.
0: It's a very specific cheese food.
1: It is. Remember
0: in the early 2000s where people were getting artisanal about about basically latchkey food and they were like, "Oh, this is my grilled cheese with gruyere and me me yeah. me." No, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That's the wrong kind of grilled cheese. Don't that's do like that way. that's like making a quesadilla with American cheese. You also do not do that. That's not what you use that cheese for.
1: Yeah, I was at a restaurant not too long ago, and there was a child in our group, very young child, and they okay. weren't they weren't eating the the oysters and things of the like that were on the menu. So her mom was like, uh, do you have a kid's menu? Can we get like a mac and cheese or something? And the woman's like, sure, and brings back this mac and cheese that has like <laughs> gruyere and goat cheese and all this crazy oh, shit. Poor kid. And this kid Gross. is like, what
0: is this? Truffle, just like it did have, it
1: did have, I believe, truffles in it too. Of
0: course, that's like that's the mark of like artisanal bullshit is dumping truffle oil on something.
1: And her mom sent it back, and the waitress was like, Yeah, you're like the fifth person to do this since they introduced that. Well, then maybe like just make some craft mac and cheese back there.
0: Also, just say something. Just be like, yes, technically we have mac and cheese, (laughs) but this is not what you're thinking. I will ask if they could make a grilled cheese back there or something.
1: Yeah. And that would have had like fig and all kinds of crazy stuff on it. (laughs) Although I did eat a grilled cheese cheese with fig on it once and wow, delish. Mm. Tom's urban next to the Staples Center.
0: Now I just want a patty melt.
1: Mm. There it is.
0: I fucking love patty melts.
1: So, yeah, now that we've gotten y'all thinking about food, we're going to run out of it any day now in general. <laughs> top
0: ramen time again, kids.
1: Uh, or is it? Because a local market in Chicago ran out of canned goods and boxed items. So that's not good. ramen can't be far behind. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what country we source all our ramen from. But uh,
0: Mexico. Probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, school kids on, on, in Denver honestly. are facing milk shortages, which that hits close to home for me. I love some milk. And I know that's it's a not a popular opinion.
0: Oh. I like milk. Oh, wow. Way to stay on brand and hilarious. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, my kid's going to be pissed about this milk situation.
1: Yeah, it sucks. This is a quote from Vivek Sankaran, CEO of Albertsons. Who
0: we all think about on a daily
1: basis. My favorite grocery store CEO, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> Any given day, you're going to have something missing in our stores, and it's across categories. So that's that's bad news from the CEO of Albertsons. And how's this for a tragic supply chain story? A&W was planning to run a chicken tender promotion this year, but they had to pivot to chili cheese fries because of supply chain issues. I am floored that... A&W didn't already have both of those things, or maybe they did, but seems like a no-brainer.
0: I'm just like imagining somebody like throwing away like a big giant cutout of a chicken tender behind a giant like corporate (laughs) building crying like, God, I was so close. This was going to be my marketing time.
1: This was going to get me that promotion.
0: I was so excited to introduce all these different dunker sides. We weren't just going to have ranch. We were going to have teriyaki sauce, sweet (laughs) sour sauce. Szechuan sauce, like those Pickle Rick kids like. Now we're going to have this busted chili cheese. Who can eat that in their car? Nobody. <laughs>
1: no one. Also, some meat suppliers haven't been able to get their product to stores, not because they don't have enough meat to send us, because they don't have the styrofoam trays to put it in to send it to stores, which classy. that's crazy.
0: I was talking to a friend recently who put something Out there that I thought was really interesting, which is all of these major restaurant chains use Cisco uh, shipping, you know, and basically as a result of that, all of the produce, all of the meat, everything tastes the same now because it's all the same provider. And I was like, that explains a lot.
1: It sure does. Another thing we're going to be without.
0: I do not like this. (laughs) This is the part that's.
1: Prescription drugs are getting hard to come by in a lot of cases. Yeah. And this is one that's just going to be kind of a roll of the dice thing. Because you can't hoard this. You can't hoard it. And depending on what medication you need, there might be plenty of it. And there might be almost none at all. One example, Tocilizumab. Yep, you said it right. Let's keep going. Probably. That is a drug that is needed by both chemotherapy patients and COVID patients. And- because it's been in such short supply uh, lately, doctors are just kind of having to decide who gets it. And it's normally the chemotherapy patients because uh, they were there first. <laughs> They're the natives to that drug. All these COVID people showing up later like fucking Minnesota colonizing. stoners moving to Denver. Get out of here. That's so dark. It sure is. The FDA currently lists 109 different drugs that are in short supply nationally and this was all happening before supply chain issues like the ones we're seeing now so that's definitely just gonna get worse
0: chill that's very chill
1: uh let's talk about one that strikes a personal chord for me and caitlin Mm -hmm. if supplies if supply chain issues carry on the way they have been soon enough we're gonna be out of available guns to purchase which is some bullshit, and if that impacts my gun of the month club subscription, which also comes coming with in the, with
0: your Quincux, yeah, 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 the
1: quincus box or whatever quincus
0: quincus. <laughs> Let's keep going. Quincus is fine. Quincus still
1: works. This is also one that's been a problem this whole time, but mostly because uh, a lot of white people aren't sure if they're going to have to start shooting their neighbors for toilet paper or for protesting police violence. So they've been buying guns in droves, which I, when I lived in Torrance, I lived very close to a gun store and it was always unnerving to see the lines outside that thing. Didn't like you can it
0: only fire one gun at a time too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Do you need like a gun flight available? Like a, like John wick where it's like, yeah, are you going to like
1: what? What's the plan? Are you going to stash them around the house? Because that looks cool in movies. In real life, you're going to get shot by a three-year-old toddler with uh, too much curiosity and the dexterity yeah. to undo a safety on a gun. You're
0: going to sneeze and lose your big toe. That's yeah. what's going to happen.
1: But now ammunition is also in very short supply. Good. because Which is very funny. Like I
0: enjoy that.
1: As the guns started coming back, now there's no... Bullets. Uh, Oh, water, water
0: everywhere. It's like that twilight. There was finally time. At least with those, you know, semi automatics, you can kind of use them like a baseball bat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. i this reminds me of a Chris Rock bit where he was talking about gun control. And he said, you know, keep guns legal. Just make bullets a hundred (laughs) dollars each. That'll do it. That would do it. You'd really have to think if you want to spend that money to shoot that bullet. But now uh, that problem just worked itself out because there is no ammunition. Uh, they've been in short supply for most of the pandemic. The problem's been access to raw materials needed to make things like primers and powder and bullets. A lot of that stuff has to be mined. By and children? In most cases, yes. Uh, just
0: putting it out there.
1: Yeah. And people. And it, those mines have been shut down, which is... In outrage, because kids weren't even getting COVID at first, so you could have kept those mines open a little longer. Lazy bastards. So then gun stores started re- relying on buying ammo from overseas, and things were getting better, and then our shipping problems started. So guns are getting harder to find all over again. I, I
0: love a good ammo shortage. Yeah. Let's just hope all these motherfuckers went hard on target practice throughout the pandemic.
1: Oh, you know they did. You know they did. What a bunch of dorks.
0: Have we talked about how gun people are just basically nerds? We've talked about we this, right? I feel are. like they're just nerds. Yeah. They they just think they found the coolest thing, but it's like, it's the same. It's just, you know, everything about one kind of thing. You're a nerd.
1: Yeah. Congrats. Good job. Nerd. Good job, nerd. Caitlin, let's Stop. talk about one more thing that we run the risk of living without. At least over the next few months. I don't like this one bit. Caitlin, we're going to run out of wigs.
0: It's going to ruin every weekend I have into the next year.
1: Uh, It won't surprise anyone to know that a lot of the hair that (laughs) women weave into their lesser hair comes from China. And
0: I wonder where they get all that hair.
1: (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Uh, Probably political dissidents. But also, they... Get it a lot of it from India. And when COVID started, a lot of countries shut down transportation to and from China, including India, who supplies most of the hair. And here's an aspect of this industry I didn't know. Most of that hair is processed and sewn together in North Korea, uh, where I'm sure they're paid great and working conditions are wonderful.
0: Man, I was just in a Halloween store. This is because this is feeling very real to me right now. <laughs> I'm seeing all the wigs and imagining North Korean people making them.
1: But North Korea has been really strict on COVID and they shut down their borders to China way, way early. So uh, wigs are getting hard to come by and that's bad. I mean, I
0: mean, that's everyone can agree on that being bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I mean, we'll get through it, but we're just, will we? we're going to be will, wearing some dusty ass wigs for a while.
0: Who will we be on the other side of this wig shortage? That's because usually that's the question I can ask myself before I put a wig on. Who will I be? Right. But now I, I just have to sit with all of those transient identities in my mind. It's it's a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of therapy.
1: So let's, let's close out by running through quickly some tips about how we can prep for all of this. They they come in three levels. There's short-term supply chain tips, medium-term, long-term. And you know all of this is valid information about how to prepare for a supply chain issue because it comes from a website called The Prepared. So unless <laughs> this is viral marketing for an upcoming TV show, which I could also see. Uh, yeah,
0: that does sound like a Netflix show, The Prepared.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It's a yeah. reality show. Here are here are the the things we do. Here's the the short term stuff. Go Christmas shopping now.
0: Yeah, just do it now.
1: Prepare for Thanksgiving now by, uh, yeah, disassociating yourself from all your family and telling them not to come over. Stock your pantry while you're doing that early Thanksgiving shopping. I don't. Do they assume this is the only time people go shopping? Is Thanksgiving? You could just do this while you're out grocery shopping too.
0: I. I do think most people start preparing for the holidays closer to Thanksgiving. I sure do. I mean, I don't, this will be the first year in a long time that starting in October, I have what I need on hand for the pies I plan to make and all of that. Like I've even frozen some butter, like not going to lie. I did Mm. buy some butter and froze it just because it's like, well.
1: Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea.
0: I didn't buy all the butter. I just bought extra butter and froze it.
1: Oh, I'm going to go buy the rest then.
0: Oh, yeah. Go for it.
1: Store water. That's another tip. And that's just good advice, especially if you're in California. Like an earthquake could knock out our water supply for a couple weeks in an instant. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have the room, like water's yeah. cheap. Get some water. Put it in your house. I do one of those uh, delivery services like offices use with the big gigantic bottles. And then I bought a manual pump. That we can use in case water goes out and electricity. And I just keep like three of those on hand at any time. You'll be good. Time. And uh, hopefully, like if that's not enough to get us through yeah, whatever you've got happens.
0: Problems. Yeah, it's,
1: it's Fury Road anyway. So <laughs> then I'm going to regret that I didn't stockpile guns during all this.
0: Yeah, but we'll be out of ammo.
1: And then another kind of uh, like this is an easy one. Take care of medical needs. If you if you need medical supplies, go get them. Have a first aid kit. Uh, you can't again, you can't really stock up on prescriptions. There are mail order prescription companies that uh, are completely legitimate, and yeah, if you go through your doctor, you can get a 90 day supply of your medication instead of a 30 day supply and it's like all covered under insurance and all that shit. So maybe look into that if you can. Things get a little more intense with the medium term instructions uh invest in hard goods for the long term so they're saying if you have money spend it like this feels like apocalypse shit and I feel like we're only talking about a couple months of supply chain disruption
0: yeah but I mean one month is bad. like if it if it were worst case scenario for a month that's very bad
1: yeah yeah
0: like that's just very bad
1: (laughs) so reduce waste in your home that's just common sense. You should be doing that. People. Anyway, stop wasting. Shop local. Uh start making it's here's how they describe that one. Start making connections with local producers to localize your supply chain. It, is, does that mean like befriend a, a farmer and just buy shit directly from them? I don't have that kind of people skills. I do. Okay. Well, go find me a fucking farmer, please.
0: No problem. I think that places in the middle part of the country are gonna have a harder time with things like food and whatnot than coastal areas for the, you know.
1: Yeah, it's possible.
0: Just putting it out there because, you know, there's a farmer's market year round here. That's not the same in North Dakota. <laughs> you
1: know, like Yeah. Well, I mean, they could move it indoors. I just don't know what they would be selling at their farmer's market.
0: That's my point. I'm not talking about it winter. like being outside. I just mean like if you go to a farmer's market here in Long Beach, for example... They're all family owned farms from California versus, you know, the bigger corporate farms that are maybe in a little bit more trouble.
1: Yeah. Uh, The next uh, this last one is is the one that's really intense for me. Fuel up. And by that, they mean invest in some gas cans and store fuel at home for automobiles, generators and power tools and never leave your gas tank half empty. I don't want to store gas in my home. No, I really don't
0: want to do that.
1: That feels like a recipe for disaster. Where do you even put its it? Aren't there going to be fumes?
0: Well, considering we pulled this from theprepared.com, I think these are people with a little bit more acreage than you and I have here in Southern California.
1: Yeah, they probably have bunkers and yeah. things.
0: If you have an apartment, don't store gas.
1: <laughs> no. Please don't. Please, please don't. Don't store gas. Don't buy exotic animals for pets. Wait till you get a townhouse to buy a tiger.
0: Don't get a fucking water bed, you
1: weirdo. I, I used to love a water bed.
0: But they're uncomfortable. Like if one more person sleeps on it, it's uncomfortable. Oh
1: yeah, it's it's a nightmare. You're literally sleeping on the ocean, which that's too much.
0: That's too much. But then they
1: also had the kind that didn't move at all. And it's like, what's the fucking point?
0: Yeah, why do you get a water bed? Yeah, what are we doing? I don't even like memory foam mattresses. I just like a regular mattress. Maybe with like a pillow top, but like
1: I like just, a, I like a pillow top for sure. I need
0: a pillow top. I'm I deserve a pillow top, okay? I something something needs to treat me gently in this life and it's going to have to be my mattress.
1: Amen. All right, let's let's talk about the long-term stuff we have to do. And then we'll <laughs> we'll get out of here. This is all this is all stuff like once it's to this point,
0: I'm dead. There's I don't no know, way I, I might survive. Just,
1: I might just have already given up by this point. Uh yeah. expand your knowledge. And by that, they mean build up your preparedness library, read the books, learn from them, and keep copies on hand for offline reference. A couple of recommended titles are The Resilient Farm and Homestead and Escape the City. Ugh. You
0: know what sucks about becoming this person is you completely swap out all of this knowledge for any kind of pleasant personality traits.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You basically become the harbinger from Cabin in the Woods.
1: Next tip, start producing. Buy Easy. seeds. Buy seeds and learn how to garden. It's not something you learn overnight. and It's definitely not something you want to learn under pressure. Get good at survival crops like potatoes, sweet potatoes, squash, and corn. Oh, that sounds like so much.
0: I don't want to get good at any of that.
1: Uh, would you like to consider livestock, Caitlin? Because Hell that's the no. last tip.
0: I do not want to live that life.
1: This is a thing... Because they specifically mention rabbits here, and that's a thing the government of Venezuela did. They were like, "Hey, shit's tough right now. Maybe start buying some rabbits and having them produce uh, on your balcony okay. or something."
0: Rabbits, I could do. I just don't want to deal with birds or goats. I don't want birds. I don't want cows. I don't want cattle. Like, where am I going to put a cow? I don't even like. I barely have room for my Honda Civic in my garage. I can't put a cow back there.
1: Yeah. Rabbits, they're so cute. So it would be tough at first. They also scream. I don't know if people know that, but rabbits emit a very audible scream when they're in distress. So that's going to be intense, but I think rabbits are my, my limit. Like,
0: Oh, there's no way I go beyond rabbits that, or I'll just go to the park and kill a duck. I love eating duck.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And again,
0: I have no sympathy I don't know what this means about me, but like, I don't mind eating a bird. It never bothers me. I think birds are stupid. I don't care.
1: Yeah. Birds don't matter. They're like, they'll spread
0: disease if left to their own devices. Like, goodbye. Like, whatever. Some of them are majestic, but your basic city bird, goodbye.
1: Yeah. So I could,
0: I could, I could eat some ducks, but I'm not going to raise them. No way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the time we get into this advice, most of us are dead, probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I just want
0: to say, I don't think it's going to get that bad, but I do think it's going, I I think it's fair to assume that November, December, January, possibly through March is going to be tough or annoying in ways that we haven't encountered yet, which sucks because we've already dealt with a lot of other annoying, horrible shit, but just, just leave room in yourself mentally for this too, because it's happening.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's happening. There's not much we're gonna to do to stop it. It's just how fast can we make it better? And that remains yeah. to be seen. But yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine, everybody. Also, we'll be fine. Maybe
0: don't maybe don't travel for Thanksgiving this year.
1: Yeah, stay home.
0: Just stay home. Stay like home. don't 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 do the COVID shuffle. But they won't. People will travel.
1: <gasps> <gasps> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, All right. As usual,
0: another really happy episode.
1: from really pretty Upbeat scary stuff. Do we have anything to yeah. plug
0: before we get out of here? Check us out on Instagram now. Woo, pretty scary. <laughs> scary at boo. Pretty Scary Boo, uh, and then we're on Twitter at Pretty Scary Boo, and I'm Bossy Matilda on Twitter. That's probably the best way to talk to me these days. Or I'm I'm on Instagram at Caitlin Rosecut.
1: Uh, I don't have anything to plug. Let's no. just get out of here.
0: Get out of here. Go buy some canned goods.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Go Christmas shopping after you listen to this, everybody. Yay. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you so much.